What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. If this is your first time tuning into the show, I want to welcome you here. This is a podcast and it's all about Minecraft updates, whether those are updates that are actually coming to the game or they're just updates we're making up on our own just for fun. Either way, if either of those things are interesting to you at all, you're in the right place. And guys, lately it has been things that we're just imagining on our own because, of course, we're winding down the year, the holidays have come, and Mojang employees, you know what, they're not robots, they celebrate holidays too. (laughs) And so I'm sure that they want to um, take the breaks that they deserve and uh, take off a little bit, spend time with friends and family and rest after a a long year of hard work, and guys, I think they deserve it. So in the meantime, while there there is no new news as far as updates is concerned to talk about, we're going to just make up stuff and uh, have a lot of fun speculating and imagining what-if scenarios and things that we think need to be updated and just talking about the features of the game that we all love. So let's get into it by kicking it off with the Q&A segment. You know what to expect. I asked you a question and then you guys answered it. And a few episodes ago, that question was, well, actually, it was just a command. (laughs) Give me your ideas for new zombie variants. And my dig straight down army rallied together and gave me these ideas. James says the zombie, let me see if I can read this. Hang on. The Zombomination. The Zombomination. <laughs> the Zombomination. A huge zombie with several limbs and heads. It is a new overworld boss. It could summon husks and inflict, inflict infection with a vomit attack. Ugh. Infection can turn you into a zombie. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Zombomination. That is quite a name. I, that would be interesting. That would be so scary. Like, if it's going to be a boss, it should, it, it has to be one of those things where you cannot just encounter it in the wild without, you know, meaning to. This has to be something that you have to summon, right? All bosses in Minecraft so far are things that you summon. The end uh, dragon, well, you don't really summon it, but you initiate the encounter by going into the end for the first time. The wither, you build it and it comes to life. I would say the raid is actually, the village raid is an actual boss in the game and you summon it by getting the bad omen effect and going into a village and then you have a boss battle on your hand. Um, Other than those three, I think, and I really do believe that the raid is a boss of the game, even if it's not really official. Um, Just because it behaves similar to the other two bosses in the game. Uh, But that being said, this would have to be something that would have to be summoned or initiated somehow because I do not want this to pop up in a random cave while I'm mining. (laughs) Like, that would be crazy. But I do like the idea of being turned into a zombie. 
Um, I don't know how that would look. Maybe uh, certain mobs run away from you. Maybe it could be useful and mobs and undead things do not attack you. Um, that might be interesting. Maybe you burn up in the sun, you take some damage when you go out into the sun, you get caught on fire, things like that. And then, of course, you either die or you drink some milk to remove this effect. I like this idea a lot. So thanks so much, James. All right, and Party Rat says, explosive ones or screamers. The first, I feel, is self-explained, which is just exploding zombies. But the screamers, they give the status effect of headache. <laughs> I have too many headaches in my life. I don't know if I want them in Minecraft, too. Um, but yeah, that might be interesting. Maybe they give you nausea. Um, I don't know how, how a headache, how you would know, like, how would a headache affect you in Minecraft? Would you just, like have like tunnel vision, like start seeing spots in your, in your vision or something like that. I don't know, but, um, that's an interesting idea for the screamers to have some sort of effect on you. I kind of like that, but, um, they would startle me. No, no doubt that encountering these in, uh, a mine shaft or, uh, or a uh, cave or something, they would scare me to death. <laughs> Pizza says zombie cats, because sometimes dead is better. <laughs> I love these ideas so far. Zombie cats, 100% on board with this. 100% on board with this. So here's what I think, guys. Here, here's how I would implement it. Let's say that cats in Minecraft have nine lives. They can die up to nine times. But as they die, every time they come back to life, they are just a little bit more undead until the ninth death happens and then they turn into zombie cats and they will actually attack you. I don't know, maybe they won't attack you, but maybe they behave somewhat differently. Maybe they do not come outside during the, the daytime. Um, also, we need zombie horses to be introduced to Minecraft officially. <laughs> Finley says a lava zombie. It would be immune to lava, but it will die in water. It would drop 0 to 5 potions of fire resistance. P.S. Love the podcast. Keep it up and running. I plan to keep it up and running. Thank you so much for the encouragement and for the idea. A lava zombie would be interesting to see in um, in the nether, maybe. Or maybe they just spawn in uh, lava lakes in the overworld, maybe. Mark says frozen and fire zombies. Fire zombies would be immune to fire then frozen zombies would not be able to burn, and speed zombies, oh my goodness, would be super fast. But other than that, they are like normal zombies. Now, I would argue that speed zombies already exist, and they are called baby zombies. They are super fast little buggers that I absolutely hate. Um, but yeah, so frozen zombies might be interesting. We do have the husk for the desert. What if we had a variant of zombie for um, the tundra? and it was frozen, maybe it moves slower, but if you get hit by it, you also move slower. So that like, basically the strays and the, uh, the, the tundra zombie, whatever that would be called, give you slowness effects. That might be interesting. Silas says the snowy biome is one of the only ones to not have a zombie. So I think snowy zombies and desert skeletons. I like the idea of desert skeletons. That would be interesting. Um, I don't know what effect their uh, their tipped arrows would give you. Maybe it, they, maybe they just have flame arrows or something. But I do like that idea a lot. Floop says, like most of these modded videos, I think the cool mutant zombie would be good. The idea of zombies mutating to adapt to become more powerful is a pretty cool concept. I like that idea a lot. 
Um, we, and we kind of have this more powerful zombie already in the game in the form of zombies that wear armor. Those are more difficult to, um, to fight, especially if they have like a sword or something in their hand and they're just more powerful. But this kind of goes a step further and maybe, how about this? Maybe if a zombie exists in a, in a chunk for more than a certain period of time, maybe a few days, it, it just like stays around. Uh, for a few days, it starts to mutate and get stronger the longer it exists in the world. So if you don't want caves full of mutated zombies that are harder to take care of, you really need to be killing them as they spawn in. LP says the fire zombie, it spawns in the nether in the basalt deltas. It drops magma when it attacks you. There's a 50% chance that you will catch fire making those basalt deltas much, much more dangerous, I see. Dragon says, maybe passive mobs like a cow that got infected by a normal zombie. They attack you, and they transform at night like a werewolf, but in the day, they're just normal cows. <laughs> that might be fun for a mob, uh, for a mod. Um, yeah, I don't know. That would be interesting, though, to have just like a normal cow, and then like at nighttime, you look out your window, and it's just like hulking brooding weir cow out you know in the moonlight that might be fun oculus says what about zombie illagers they would spawn and act like zombie villagers but when you cure them they would fight for you so yeah i like this um the community for such a long time has wanted some sort of mercenary or like hired sword in minecraft where you have a a friendly npc type mob and you can pay it or do something and it will like fight for you. I don't hate that idea. And I, I would honestly, it would be super cool to see it in this way. So like curing a zombie illager somehow wins their loyalty. That might be interesting. But what, what I would rather see is the, um, the tamed wolf basically be that, that ally that you want in battle. Um, but maybe there's a way to say the, the tamed wolf really is something that you, um, that you own, that you like command and it's not like an equal to you, but there could be an ally in the game. That's more like it has its own agenda. It's doing its own thing. It's living its own life. It's not like in, uh, enslaved to you or you don't own this, this NPC, but it is friendly to you and will actually help you out of a tough situation. I like that idea for lore purposes and just for not feeling so lonely in the game, especially if you're not playing multiplayer. Um, so, I, yeah, this would this would be a way to do that. And finally, the spleef hazard says the mutant zombie. Again, with the mutant zombies. When a zombie gets struck by lightning, it turns into a mutant zombie. It has twice as much health and attack power. Getting struck by lightning is something that is an interesting uh, feature in Minecraft. When a pig gets struck by lightning, it turns into a zombified piglin. When a, zo a villager gets struck by lightning, it turns into a witch. So there is a sort of transformative power with lightning that turns one mob into another. And I would like to see more mobs act this way. Um, so yeah, mutant zombie. If a zombie gets struck by lightning, it turns into a bigger, badder zombie. That would be kind of cool. All right, guys, thank you so much for these ideas. And if you want your idea read out on an upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify, interact with the Q&A post there, and I'll do my best to read out as many of those as I can in a future episode.
Now, guys, don't forget, I would love to make an official Discord for this podcast so that fans like you who listen to every episode can get together and chat about what the discussions are and maybe even uh, collaborate on some things for the one block challenge that we have every week. I would love to put this together, but I don't want to do it by myself. So guys, if you are at least 18 years old or older and you are interested in being a moderator or on the team for this Discord, let me know by sending me an email to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. Again, if you're at least 18 years old, or older, um, that would be preferable. In fact, that's kind of a requirement. So please, if you're interested, let me know by sending me that email. Once I have at least five people interested, then I will begin the process of setting up this Discord and I will let you know when to expect it to be open. So guys, yeah, again, if you're interested, please send me that email and we'll get started on that. Also, don't forget this week's one block challenge. The theme for this challenge is the ocean. So any block that you can imagine that has something to do with the ocean, that is what I'm looking for. If you want a refresher on the details on how to participate in this one block challenge, go to the description of this episode and all the details will be in there. Just essentially send me your idea for a single block that has something to do with the ocean to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. And uh, your, your ideas are actually due today. You cannot send me any more tomorrow. You have to get your ideas in today, being Wednesday. That is the deadline. Uh, and then Friday, I will look through them, select the top three, and uh, read out the winners in Friday's episode. So send me your ideas. Be, uh, be fast about it because your time is running out. And also, guys, don't forget, I have been making more videos on YouTube lately, so if you're interested in watching them, go to my channel on YouTube and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss those videos. I'm essentially doing some no-commentary exploration videos with a little bit of storytelling in there, so if that's something that might be interesting to you, make sure you are uh, subscribed to my channel. Um, I would love to hit 500 subscribers. I'm very, very close to 500 subscribers, and I would love to hit that 500 mark before the end of this year. So guys, let me help me smash that goal by uh, making sure you are subscribed to my channel. Um, the link to my channel is in the description of this episode. But again, if you just go to YouTube and search Rebel JC, it should pop up just fine. So make sure you're subscribed and let's hit that 500 subscriber mark for the end of this year. That would be excellent to start next year over 500 subscribers. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. All right, guys, with all of that being said, let's get into the main discussion of this episode. Now, I'm going to kick off kind of a series of episodes on Wednesdays talking about an idea, a bunch of ideas for a uh, potential 
carts and rails update. This is going to be an ongoing series on Wednesday. I'm not sure how long uh, the series is going to go, but start writing your ideas into me for a cart, a mine, uh, mine carts and rails updates. Uh, any features that you have ideas for, send them to me to my email, um, and maybe I will incorporate them into this series or at least into um, Thursday episodes where I start reading emails. But we're going to start with a kind of overview on uh, what is going on with minecarts and rails currently in the game, where we stand with them right now, and uh, what seems to be lacking. So let's get started by looking at the components that make up the system in the first place. Um, so I went on minecraft.wiki and to make sure I didn't miss anything. And guys, if you want to kind of read up on Minecraft just as a game, I highly recommend minecraft.wiki. It's obviously, it's, it's sort of the heartbeat of the Minecraft community at this point. It has all of the information about the game that you could ever want. And uh, it's just a great place to brush up on your general knowledge of the game. So I highly recommend it. It helps me out putting these podcast episodes together. So yeah, uh, that being said, let's get into it. So the components that make up the minecart and rails system. First of all, it starts with a simple minecart. We all know the simple minecart. This is a rideable block uh, or entity rather that you can sit in and it rides along the rails. It's very, very simple. Um, you can sit in it and move it by your by yourself just by hitting down your W key or your forward key, whatever you have bound to uh, just your forward motion in the game, and you can ride along the rails. Now, there are variations of the minecart. There's the minecart with chest that can hold items. There's the minecart with hoppers that can take items in and uh, send items out of it into automated storage systems. There's the minecart with TNT, which is very explosive and dangerous, and you should never mess with it. <laughs> There's the minecart with furnace that is highly pointless, and no one ever uses it. Essentially, you load up a furnace uh, to be smelted, and uh, this furnace is in the minecart, and it acts as a sort of engine that makes the minecart go until the furnace runs out of fuel. And then there is the minecart with command block, which you can only access through commands in creative mode with cheats enabled. And it really doesn't have anything to do with the survival game. Only, uh, my, uh, only map makers really use the minecart with command block. And then we have the rail. Of course, we have the normal rail where you can put the minecart on top of it and it can slide back and forth on the rail. And then you have the variations on the simple rail. You have the powered rail, which is used to speed or give movement to minecarts when it is powered. You have the detector rail, which is uh, used as a redstone power source. And then you have the activator rail, which is used to activate certain blocks and entities such as minecart with TNT. So those are the uh, components that make up the system. And people have done amazing things with this system. Um, it's complicated enough and it has enough components that do interesting things to, to make some pretty complex creations. But what surprised me was the original vision for the minecart and rail system. So uh, from my research, what I've seen was when carts were introduced in the InfDev version of Java, so very, very, very early on, these minecarts could not be ridden. Instead, they were used for storage only. 
Now, in this first iteration of the minecart, right, right-clicking them opened them up like a chest, and filling them up with items made a um, visual dirt layer inside of them rise. Um, they were not initially intended to be used as trains, as some sort of transportation. They were only movable storage. That was the original intended vision for this system. Um, it's interesting to note that the, the, the sort of visual of the dirt rising up in them, sort of like compost in the composter, as the dirt layer rises up when you put more stuff into it, that was essentially what the minecart was doing. And so the idea was that it was something that you fill up with just stuff that you've mined and you can send it off somewhere, uh, maybe upwards towards your base, maybe downwards, however you needed it. You were just out there mining, putting your stuff into a minecart and sending it off. That was the original idea that the developers were working on when they introduced the minecart. Now, eventually, players and mobs were able to ride them, and that's where we get into the modern uses of the system. And speaking of that, how is this system currently used? So now, the carts and rail system is primarily used for two things, as far as I can see. Uh, first and foremost, it is used for item collection and automated storage systems. So somebody will set up a large bamboo farm or a large chorus fruit flower farm or something like that. And um, the, they will usually have underneath the layer where you know the items fall down to the ground. Underneath that layer of dirt or whatever, they will usually have a minecart system uh, going with a minecart with a hopper that's going underneath and picking up all these items and then dumping them off into some sort of storage system. That tends to be the most common use. The second use that I've seen is moving mobs, especially moving villagers, which are notoriously difficult to move around when, when you want to bring them back to your base or you want to take them to another place. Usually they're very, very difficult. So moving villagers and moving hostile mobs that are hard or dangerous to be around. So I'm thinking mobs like the Ravager or mobs like uh, Vindicators or um, uh, the Evokers even. Moving those more uh, challenging or dangerous mobs, usually we use the carts and rail system to do that. So those are the two way, things that we use them for. Item collection, automated storage systems, and moving difficult mobs. Now, but what does the community want from this system? Um, as far as I can see, the most like, uh, the grandiose vision, I guess is what I would call it, that the community has for the carts and rails system is to use it as a train system for transport. People want to build train stations that carry them from point to point across the map. And honestly, that's kind of my desire as well. I think that that would be the coolest way to implement and improve the system. But when I was looking at how the system works in the original vision for it, I kind of feel like this train system, this train uh, car system kind of falls outside of the scope of the feature. So it, identifying the niche 
use for carts and rails is very important. And you have to do that in relationship to every other similar feature in the game. So let's take Elytra for instance. What is Elytra? What's the niche for Elytra? Unfortunately, I think it's too general and broad of a niche. Um, I feel like it should be more specific to a parachute or a hang glider that helps you get off of cliffs and and uh, single block pillars or something. But right now, the the niche for Elytra is an end game general travel system. So you've reached in game, you have your Elytra, that's what you use to zip around your world. That's the niche use. That's not much of a niche, it's more of just a, hey, this is the one solution for all of your traveling problems, which I don't like about the Elytra, but that's where we are right now. Then we have horses, donkeys, camels, and pigs. Um, generally, just all of your rideable mobs are early or mid-game general travel on land, each with their kind of individual uses. So they can all do kind of different things. Each of them kind of have their own different abilities, you know, especially with the camel versus the horse versus the donkey. You know, they all have their own things that they can do that, and that just ends up being player preference. How do you want to get across land in the early or mid game? The boats are the same thing, but for water. So not very much to say about the boats. They're just niche for the water. And then we have llamas. Llamas are early game movable storage. I don't see a lot of people using them for general transport um, because they're horrible for that, but they're movable storage. So comparing the use for minecarts to all of these other similar features already in the game, it seems to me that minecarts, the niche for minecarts is that minecarts are mid to late game, automated mob movers, and movable storage. Now, the only caveat to that is that item moving can also be done with water. Um, so the niche for minecarts really is uh, that it mid to late game mob moving system. So what seems to be the issue then with uh, minecarts and rails? The community says, from what I've seen, that rails are too expensive, especially powered rails. So that's issue number one. Issue number two, the system is too complicated to, for the average player to actively engage with. It's similar to redstone in that way. Issue number three, it's too tedious to build. And amen to that. Building long rail systems, very, very tedious to do. And finally, minecarts move too slowly. Um, even with powered rails, they don't really move very fast. And I would argue that speeds approaching the speed of Elytra would not be too... Um, I would be okay with that for minecarts. Maybe not as fast as Elytra, but nearly as fast as Elytra at their fastest would be a good thing in my opinion. So those are the issues that we're going to be looking at um, in some upcoming episodes in the next few weeks. Uh, so next week, we'll definitely continue the discussion on Wednesday. Again, for the foreseeable future, uh, Wednesdays are going to be days where I'm going to talk about this carts and rails system. So if you guys have any ideas that you want to share with me about that, 
send me those emails. Well, that'll bring us to the end of this episode, guys. Again, yes, yeah, send me your ideas, your questions, your comments to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot, and I have been your host, Rebel JC. And until next episode, everybody, continue to dig straight down. I will see you at Bedrock. <laughs>